I'd rather have a bowl of cocoa pops. Okay, now do it as soon after as possible. Okay. I'd rather have a bowl of cocoa pops. Okay. <laughs> that gave me two wildly different results, so that's lots to work with. <laughs> Ready when you are. Hi, it's Isaac from the podcast you're about to listen to. Um, We recorded this, as you'll find out, in an unorthodox way. And yeah, it turned out, I was going to say about as well as you'd expect, but probably less than that on balance. So the audio is pretty odd. I've done my best to salvage as much as I can, which meant like randomly turning up the volume to a thousand percent at the end of sentences because Ringer just, you know, just cut them off at random with reckless abandon, which was a lovely rhyme and I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope also that it makes up for the rest of the show. Audio quality will be back to normal next episode and the same rigorously high standards that you're used to. The luxury in which you dwell will return. No worries. Thanks for bearing with us. Much love. Hello and welcome to episode, what is it, 89? It sure is. 89! I can't believe it. Of That's a Shame. Think of this, just 11 episodes away from perhaps the most unfathomable Uh milestone known to man. Can't fathom it. A century. A century of shame. Wow, is that what we're going to call it? That's the title. Dan that's Morris, the name of yeah. the month that's, of celebrations. That's the sort of, that's the sort of planning that we're that we're doing at the moment. You might have right. guessed that by the impromptu nature of this episode <laughs> and the uh, suspiciously absent nature of last episode. Oh, we were going to gloss over that and pretend and, it never happened. We were going to gaslight you. The severe absence of an apology from Isaac. Are you joking? I tweeted. No. When? I did. I did a nice tweet about. Just ear canals and all sorts. I can't believe well, that you've just exposed yourself as someone who doesn't read our own Twitter feed. I looked a day later and, well, you may well have done it, but nobody had responded to it because we had no notification about it. It got a like. Got three likes, in fact. So that's, you know, wow. what more you is a man it? to do? When did I you don't tweet remember. it, pal? It was yeah, probably four. this morning. <laughs> it was one minute ago <laughs> I liked it from all three of my fake accounts. <laughs> with which I patrol and manage our image. Okay, is that what you want to hear? Yeah, now that's what I wanted to hear. Thank listen. you. Those, those accounts you set up using the embezzled Patreon dollar. <laughs> it's got to go somewhere, and it might as well finance free email accounts. Yeah. Listeners are, you know, they're an astute bunch, aren't they? Is that fair to say? Oh, definitely. Do you think they'll have picked up on... I mean, there's always a disparity between the way we sound. That's just the nature of two different people talking even into the, That's the nature life. of voice is, which is it? going to be a theme it's going to be the theme and it's really nice of you to flag it up so explicitly because that's all right. i just thought yeah. to leave people behind what are they gonna have noticed with regards to your sound today and how declan on earth on god's jesus's circle are you to account for it well they may have noticed my quality being somewhat uh Rustlier. Diminished. Somewhat. Uh, Worse. Well, 
to put it frankly, somewhat road-like. Oh, that's a very specific, you know, is that like an audio term? No, is that one of the no, audio engineering? It's one that refers to the roads. Right, okay. It's just that you don't normally upon hear... Which, upon which I am. Ah, even as we speak. Right now. In fact, listeners are almost certainly going to uh, experience a severe drop in the quality of uh, of this show momentarily because I'm going to be stuck in traffic under a bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Which is one of of podcasts' many unforeseen problems. (laughs) It's weird, isn't it? Because I don't feel like, you know, the Joe Rogan experience, which is a roundly terrible show, but very popular. Or yeah, you know, Russell Oak, Brand Trap House. house. They're yeah. not. Mark they're not Maron. stuck under a in a tunnel. You don't get a reply Wailings. all episode cancelled because they're like, can't do it, man. You know, stuck in the old overpass again. <laughs> but here, at, that's a shame. We like to bring you the reality of the podcast. Exactly, because like, we've often not... described it as a a glimpse behind the curtain yeah. of and, art. And where better a glimpse than the middle of a tunnel on some kind of a road in North London? I mean, that's, exactly. that's what it's like. This is the beating heart of the city coming at you live. And you can't, I mean, you can't, but you could at patreon.com slash shame city pay for that kind of insight experience. Literally as in my petrol for this journey. <laughs> no, I haven't done it on purpose. No. Essentially <laughs> what happened was we, we had a, a busy weekend, didn't we? Yeah, but. On the day of setting up an exciting project. Yeah. And on Sunday, the whole day, I just like wiped from my memory entirely. I I I don't know what I was doing. Normally, if we're going to miss one, we're like, oh, I'm not feeling it. Like I've been, because I've been quite busy. I've worked like 30 hours in about two and a half days, which is for me, outlandish. Obscene. Absolutely obscene. So I've been kind of out of it anyway. But normally when we're, you know, we can both sense the vibe is heading towards, yeah, should we do it? Should we just put out a tweet? We'll do it the next day. I'm not like, because we don't want to give you fake, do we? I mean, we respect our audience. No, no, of course not. We don't want to have to sit there and, and pretend like, oh, <laughs> stuff's funny when you're just tired and sad. So we normally yeah. have a little like build up and then someone's like, yeah, let's just, let's just call it on this one. We'll do it. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> but someday we'd be just like, we'd just, Nothing happened. Time just elapsed no, without any mention we, or memory. Yeah. We spent about an hour in the same room yeah. with both our girlfriends and just had no concept that it was Sunday. Really weird. I had no idea. And then it wasn't until Monday when I was driving home from Tutor. I thought, oh, I'll listen to the last episode. Oh, and I looked at the day and thought, February. that was ages ago. <laughs> that was a week. It's our Christmas special feet <laughs> Loki smart. Yeah. So, uh, so then it, we were like, okay, well, let's definitely make sure that we record tomorrow. Yeah. This that being Tuesday, then, um, and then Tuesday we were out, <laughs> both of us in separate places. Then we went to an event that we uh, will tell you about later, and had planned to record afterwards. But I mean, it's, that fell through. Yeah, in a big way. And then it's it was today. it was optimistic to be fair. Yeah, because it finished. And then now it's today, and and we had plans to record. 12 till 1. Mm-hmm. But then I was so ill and hay fevery that I couldn't even think about looking Getting a lot of the pollen anywhere in other than into my own pillow. Oh, so much. So much pollen. And then Isaac wasn't back until half 12 anyway. Yeah. So uh, 
there, there really was no chance. And then we were going to record later, four till five, and then it turns out that uh, I'm out. So, wow. so what we've done instead is we've gone back to our faithful friend, the Ringer app. Yes. Now, I'm going to put <laughs> out, me. bless you, a strong recommendation for anyone who is in the podcasting community for the Ringer app. And I'm going to do that not because, well, not solely because I have a lot of, you know, belief in it as a product. I mean, it has come through for us in a big way. Almost the opposite. And it does the job. But really, um, I just do feel guilty because I have now for the second or third time exploited their 30-day free trial to pull an episode out of the bag that would otherwise not be possible <laughs> due to the last time was when I was in Edinburgh, wasn't it? And the whole yeah. like, Wi-Fi in the flat thing was one great big lie. And now here it is coming through for us in a big way once again. So thanks to Ringer. That's got no E because they're trendy and, the, you know, that's the generation we live in. Exactly. So if, if how long do you think Kinder Eggs oh my God, take before Jake, they drop the E? That, if, if they were um, allowed and, in America. And the I. <laughs> oh, KNDR. That's cool. That sounds like... Sounds like a radio station. Sounds like North Korea. Welcome to KNDR <laughs> with me. I'm into it. I'm into it. Big <laughs> so yeah, here we are. Uh, sorry for late. I'm driving to tutoring. I'm sitting here in my desk. You'll be able to tell because I'll sound lovely and Declan will sound like a little tinny robot. Turns out that was not at all true when I listened back editing this episode. At points, I'm just much worse quality than Declan, so... Might be taking back all that ringer praise, although again it was exploiting a free trial, so swings and roundabouts, as with all things, back to the show. A part of that is because there's a car in the background. In fact, loads of them. Uh, and the other part, part is of made of tin. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other part of that is being recorded on an iPhone earphone yeah. microphone. Wow. An iPhone earphone microphone. <laughs> you, yeah. you should work in branding. I've never told you you've um, got a real knack. And also because, as I mentioned earlier, the hay fever has distorted all of my senses. So no. I have no idea what I'm doing. What about, what about touch? How's that going with hay fever? Dreadful. No. I can't even feel this steering wheel. But that might be because You're I'm not touching in, it. Covered in petals and <laughs> I'm just letting the road take me where it wants. Well, I guess that's what you've got to do, really. I see the road as one big tarmac log flume and you just sit upon it going with its whim but i'm gonna put it out there that this is gonna be a hell of an episode regardless i mean we're already probably halfway through at least <laughs> but oh no 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 this off? this traffic we could be here for hours this could be our longest episode in months quite the saga then why don't we kick off by telling people about our journey intellectually and i guess also physically last night where were we why were we who were we well we decided to indulge ourselves and to become an explicit and frankly in many ways disgusting part of what you might call the london liberal metropolitan elite <laughs> oh them you know um some people you know the average joe he goes down yeah. to the to the pub for a drink with his friends. That's me. Others others went to go and see, you know, previews of Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. Great. We, however, decided to use our time uh, more intellectually, more academically. Um, and what we did was we popped along to 
one of the most tragically like sad left phrases you could ever hope to hear which is a guardian masterclass. <laughs> the team was how is... to be as pretentious as you can. <laughs> so we were, you know, we were served with avocado wine and was that avocado hyphen wine or avocado comma wine? No, it's when you shout at an avocado enough that it just shrivels into juice, and then right. you down the result. Preferably, I'd say that'd be dash then. Yeah, dash. Yeah, so we headed along to the Guardian, I don't know, HQ? Is that what it is? That's definitely what they call it, the Guardian HQ, they say. Yeah, the GHQ. And uh, we were interested beforehand on who would be there. Basically, it was a a class being given by one of our favourite journalists, Gary Young, um, called How to Find Your Voice as a Writer. And, I mean, it was more, I think, on both our parts, out of interest rather than thinking that we would learn any kind of like secret code that would suddenly like <laughs> unlock potential like, because look in the bottom as, drawer yeah <laughs> as we've mentioned before on this show with regards to writing um we're both kind of off the school that for the most part being taught how to write is not going to help you an awful lot yeah that but if that, anyone you know, was gonna like, have would, insight a journalist oh God, it was going to be Gary. cranking out words every few minutes of the day or else you're fired is yeah he's got he's got a lot to say and as they go as we said he's a good one so i think we might go along but what we were interested in beforehand as we were uh, like on our way was who like who is going to be there besides us yeah. how big is the group going to be you know what's the demographic going to be um we had a slight panic uh, that it was going to be a BAME only event. Yeah. And we'd be we, the only. I think we both had a kind of false memory, probably as a result of our awkward millennial navigation of white privilege, that Gary Young is a black writer and The Guardian do like events that would be. Well, I mean, he told us that they'd have like a bursary for people who would otherwise not be likely to get into journalism and stuff. Yeah. So they're quite socially conscious. And then as we, I booked the tickets like really late at night, or I booked my ticket and then told you about it. And then I, when you mentioned, I think, or I joked about the idea that it might have been like targeted at minority groups event to kind of help people get into journalism who haven't had the privilege of going to a Russell Group <laughs> University. <laughs> and then we were like, oh, that'd be funny. And then on the way, we were like, oh, no, but what? off it is so i had to like pull because, up the email because the first to be very the, sure that we weren't uh, just crashing a party we weren't invited to. yeah I, and it, it kind of was solidified for me this fear when i was reading through there were a selection of articles you had to read before you went and the first of these was an article gary himself had written called uh uh like lang it was about langston hughes's essay the negro writer and the mound and the racial mountain racial mountain yeah yeah all about how to kind of navigate being a black. being black and being a writer and being a black writer yeah. and and i was just reading it going uh, going this is you know fascinating stuff but it doesn't Great. seem to apply to me <laughs> <laughs> i do and hope is it, and then thinking is it supposed to <laughs> yeah. but our fears were allayed when we saw you know the usual scattering of middle Guardian class, audience, mostly white <laughs> 
audience. Mostly really old, and that yeah, was no, that was because it was called Finding Your Voice as a Writer. And as we both noted, the, <laughs> the people next to you, there was a whole row that looked like they'd fallen off the bus into the grave. And I feel like it was they had choice like between tickets for here and Dignitas <laughs> accidentally and they pulled the short straw. <laughs> oh, bless them. But you do, I mean, not to disparage, I think it's great that, you know, an older person's getting involved in it, but there is a certain amount of like, Gary's under 50 and he's been working for 30 years or something in the field. And you you must be sitting there as someone who's like 80 being like, I wonder if I've missed the boat on this one. Just a tap. Yeah. What? Well, I, it's not even that. It's just that I would think at that age, you just kind of go be a bit more gung ho about it and think, I'm just going to write rather yeah. than thinking, I'm going to take the time to like really try and find and nail down my voice. I'd think, well, I've had this voice for 85 years. It's <laughs> still don't know what it is. Let's put it on paper. <laughs> like, it feels like a slight waste of time to be, uh, trying that hard to nail down the, the details. What if one of those old people's gone home and found that they had a totally different voice to the one they thought they had, though? They've, like, for 80 years just been someone else, and now all of a sudden the veil has been lifted and they've, like, transformed into a new person. Well, that's the most tragic option of all. Yeah, because then they can only live with that person for about 10 minutes, and then they've got to yeah. say goodbye, wave that corpse into the grave. What if they went home and found that they wrote kind of naturally in that uh, clockwork orange slang? <laughs> that was their writing be. voice. That would be very unfortunate for all concerned. So You'd be unlikely with... to get anything published. <laughs> yeah, very much so. The first, I was, you know, it set off badly for me because there was an entertaining bag check. That was fine. I like seeing the inside of my own bag through one of those scanners. Always a treat. But then they directed us upstairs to a little like cafe um, where they were giving out free wine. Now, that's, of course, a treat to be enjoyed. Free alcohol at any stage of any Incredible. day is, is a winner. But not a minute after giving us this wine, they called us in. They were like, okay, follow us. We're going to walk straight to the Scott room, I think it was called, where Gary yep. will be presenting the first section of the, of the class. And the man power walked off with a speed that really confused me, given his size and attitude. He just zoomed away like some sort of race car. And Boy, he, he, he referred to himself as the Pied Piper, like yeah, leading people down creepy. really loudly, which was creepy. But then as, as I pointed out, as I pointed out at the time, the Pied Piper sort of stuck around for a bit and lured them. This bloke just yeah. fucked off. He, just <laughs> he was like, Gary Young! And then ran away and posted the old It's like a drive-by. I wonder, yeah. uh, the Pied Piper, like, the, what's the moral of that story? Because they don't pay him for his music, so he steals their kids. Is that right? Oh, no, they yeah, don't pay him that, for well, that's not the moral. rid of the rats. He gets rid of the rats, and yeah. so, and then they're like, oh, well, the rats are gone now, so it's not a problem. And he's like, yeah, but that's only because I did do this. So the and moral like, oh, is, well, it's like people. a message. It's a message for freelancers to get everything in writing. It's basically the theme. Yeah. So he fucked off in a big way. And then as if some kind of choreographed trap had been set at the end of the corridor that he'd fucked off to and not 20 seconds further down, 
was a giant burly security guard stopping you from taking the wine. He reminded me of that P. Barnes from the the Sovereign Citizen video. He like won't let the guy in with his camera. He was just like, no. Just like the widest man who managed to take up a whole corridor. Who had like sort of a bloodhound's nose for for wine. Yeah. Um, And there were there were so many people trying to like sneak past <laughs> as he was stopping someone else. There was a girl who got so far she was like round the corner and he sort of lent some kind of Mr. Tickle arm over and was like, No wine. <laughs> there will no be no wine. wine my child. <laughs> Gary will not stand. Just like what it did me, I mean this was annoying because I was looking forward, you know, in yeah, that liberal one. London metropolitan elite. <laughs> yep. Glass of red wine, Guardian Masterclass. What more could you want on a Tuesday evening? But what it did provide was an excellent opportunity to mind sweep a fuck ton of free wine. (laughs) Because everyone everyone was having to put their everyone was making the very wrong decision not to just down it. It was only like the tiniest, like single mouthful of wine anyway. It was like you asked for a regular glass and you got that. You'd have been a bit disappointed, but not by much. It was just below like a normal restaurant glass of wine. Yeah. And uh, and so they were just going, oh, okay, and just putting them down on this table for free. So yeah. I've just stood there for a couple of minutes. And Declan actually more. missed the first hour of the class because he was just polishing <laughs> off bottle after just, bottle. I was, I was chatting up that security guard. Oh, yeah. I liked the way he said no wine. We had a lot of authority <laughs> about him. Yeah, that will join. Yeah, yeah, it was good. The regard. So, yeah, so I downed my, my glass, which having not eaten for a good six something hours, gave me just a little buzz for the first section, as Gary described. Oh. Which was good fun. Yeah, it really added to it for me. And then in we went. So and how the, long was it? Um, I won, I think it was about like three hours. Yeah, something like that. Just under? Yeah. With a, with a break in the middle as well. But um, the first part was, you know, uh, quite autobiographical, which was really interesting, hearing about... Gary and who he was and who he is and whatnot, but um, the first part was like why I write. You know, what, you've got to know why you want to write. Why are you doing this? Who is it for? All of that. Um, and uh, he gave the one and only exercise of the of the whole seminar, which yeah. I quite enjoyed. The idea of only having this one and not actually giving you any time for it anyway, which was to write down the reason that you are here. Why are you here? Why do you want to write? And looking round, there were some phenomenal answers. Uh-huh. Goodness me. Because they there had was a guy across... an email to bring like a notepad and a pen or a laptop. Yeah. And I, I went for a laptop, but I also just kept it in my bag knowing that it was like I forgot who I was when I obeyed that instruction because I've never taken notes yeah. on anything in my entire life. And it was as if suddenly I was going to be like, okay, well, Maybe, yeah, maybe I am the kind of person who's going to take 10 pages in three hours. But no. Listeners but, might have picked up on Isaac's uh, <laughs> note taking throughout his life. I doubt that very much. I think I made up for all this memory that I've got. And instead, <laughs> instead of following my disregard for the instruction, people have brought like entire little libraries of, of books ready to write. And someone asked for extra paper, like the end of an exam. It was all very sad. That's madness, isn't it? What, when people ask for extra paper? Very, very odd. No, that people were taking so many notes that they yeah. were like, 
the woman next to me took at least three or four pages of notes, which I don't quite know what she was writing down because whilst like the speech was very interesting and like gave some like cool ideas about writing and whatnot, I don't think there was anything in there that I'd need to write down to remember. No, there were like, no like specific new like, well as if you'd go expecting there to be, like you said, some kind of sequence. Well, yeah, no, like obviously there's not going to be anything like that. It, but, you know, there were interesting tips about, you know, uh, how to um, keep writing, facing the tyranny of the blank page and whatnot, right. and some, like, cool ideas about um, incorporating other voices. A lot of cool ideas about the to... graph. That was a horrid term. Hell of a that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but But all of it was stuff that you kind of go, oh, yeah, no, that is quite interesting. I'll, I'll try that. Rather than okay, let me write that down, uh-huh. and then when I'm next writing, I'll whip out the old Gary Young notes, and I'll just give this one a, a good old college it. try. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was very odd. The woman next to me uh, took the note. <laughs> it's your underlined voice. <laughs> like, what Which do you mean? seminar what? called Finding what? Your Voice seems a redundant yeah. bit of information. To what, what, what did, how is she going to use that note? Maybe she's just going to. She was going home and <laughs> she was going home and like writing in Louis Armstrong's voice, and oh, then going. Fuck, she's going to next time look at it and go, no, Maybe. no, this is wrong. Come on, Karen, it's very, your very voice. odd. It's going to feature in some kind of rocky, <laughs> rocky montage as she bangs out the next Harry Potter, completely in the voice of Tolkien, just breaking for a three-page song every song about how she wants to run out. <laughs> Lovely stuff. God, the Lord of the Rings books are bad. They're so boring, um, aren't they? I love the Lord of the Rings, but they're really very dull. Read. It's like that. All of the fun parts of reading, and even of fantasy, which isn't a genre I particularly enjoy, but like dent. And he just went. Well, we're not having any of that. What we're going to have instead is so, pages yeah, of discussion is, about linguistics. It's like yeah, an- and here is. Here's a 100-page history of everything elves have ever done. We start <laughs> with Elf 1, or Elf 0, as some may call him. Yeah. Although, of course, in the elven language, we don't use 1 or 0 or the word elf. There are a bunch of notes, and I'll, I'll ask this. Did you see any that you thought, yeah, good note, maybe I'll take Did you make any yourself? Not, not a single one. No, well, I, I, I wrote down Gary Young. <laughs> in case I forgot. <laughs> Again, was in the title of uh, the and then, class. And then when he was like, because I was sat in the aisle, so he could see everything I was and wasn't doing. Oh, so when he was like, I want you to write down what you're, what, you know, why you write. I was like, oh, well, I probably should write something. So I wrote why I write, and then I couldn't think of anything. So I wrote, to hopefully fill up the website. <laughs> <laughs> you saved Gary's um, pressure, and I don't think he'll respect you for that. Because what I, I did was I put both my hands in the air, holding no pens, and I just stared at him the whole time everyone else was writing. And he sort of gave me a look that was like, you know, that reserved, where you you hate to give that much respect, but you kind of have to anyway. It was that, that was the moment we shared. And he's invited wow, me. We went to two different talks then. <laughs> yeah, well, we might as well have done for all the writing. Um, yeah, I didn't see many notes that I liked. That to the 
why I write question. Um, there, there was a guy across the aisle from me who wrote um, to show that I exist as a human being. Yeah. Uh, well, you've done that. I've seen you. So <laughs> no need for you to write. <laughs> You're off. <laughs> it's interesting you strategy as well when there have never been more robots writing texts. Like to show that you exist through writing is a very roundabout, circuitous way of doing it rather than just turning up at someone's door and being like, hey, just wanted to let you know, like, I exist yeah. as a human being. Whereas if you just you send them a book, you could, it could be written by the Harry Potter and the giant portrait of Ash guys. Yeah, I, I, I very much wanted to just go over to him and say, you're better, better off doing a capture. Yeah, you're better mate. off doing a little YouTube live. But, yeah. Hey, everyone. Just well, of to course, that you know. Sophia the robot is, like, ruining that for all oh, of us. For fuck's sake. Once she can do that. Won't they leave us fun, anything, those robo boys with all their knowledge just not gonna well we're giving it to them i know that's the greatest shame of all isn't it we're bringing about yeah. our own so <laughs> the woman in front of me um had three reasons you might recall yeah um one was it's the only way to deal with my anger I was which was a really interesting thing she to was see really from like one of the smallest like yeah she looked like seemingly happiest women i've ever seen i she looked like yeah she'd be like a friendly facilitator of an event or something and she was yeah exactly she was like smiling she'd met some people in the canteen i could see like having a lovely time but yeah. apparently concealing every Beneath second the of the way an incredible Absolute hulk burning white hot just fury. waiting to just <laughs> punch gary straight in his face if he gave any wrong what, advice. what if her anger is caused by the fact that no one ever believes she could be angry uh, what if we're part of the problem that's true isn't it that's a thing because that often happens in like children's films doesn't it there'll be some sort of like the littlest borrower or the you know the weakest willed lf as you put it will suddenly yeah. towards act two and that's when you realize you have to take them seriously as an individual with feeling so maybe like, you're right like carrie yeah it is like carrie she, god we she were in a was, seminar with carrie she didn't make fuck all float she was fuck, she was fucking furious <laughs> carrie she's never been angry. Oh, no, she couldn't she couldn't deal with it at all the whole town was on. No. I feel like she did overreact. I mean, look, fair enough, love. Bullying's wrong. But we're not saying that it's right. Yeah, but also, her, her, what's her name, boyfriend gets killed with a big bucket, doesn't he? So that's going to put you in a bad place. Yeah, yeah. And her mum was pretty horrid. Oh, she was very mad. Really horrid. Yeah, I can't believe it. Um, yeah, so her, this this girl's second reason, once she got rid of all that anger... Yeah. Was that was, was that line, just change. sorry to interrupt, was that first one to get rid of my anger? Did you notice that it had been written in a much harder pen stroke than all the others? Was it like... Oh, it was all typed, so very hard to see. No, oh. uh, it was all on a laptop, so it was all the one font, Calibri. She had to put it in bold, maybe, to just kind of get... Some no, I was looking, I was hoping. It wasn't all... Caps. It wasn't in chiller. She didn't, like, slam the, the keyboard. No. <laughs> Imagine writing in chiller <laughs> to show your own... <laughs> That's to show your spooky. It's one of the grave errors. To show your, that I hope I hope someone's why I write was. To <laughs> That's R. L. Stein. <laughs> no one believes me when I speak, but they will. They will. <laughs> when I get these words down, people are gonna freak the fuck out. They'll be sorry they wrote me off. Um, non spooky. Yeah. Her second reason was to change political discourse. Yeah. 
brilliant. It's a bold out there it's, kind of concept, but go for it. Um, and her third reason was the somewhat troubling when paired with the anger part, yep. uh, so that people will know. Yeah, does read like an extract from the Full manifesto stop. of a full-on bomber, probably of the suicide. Yeah, I was going to say it's very, it's very Unabomber. Yeah. He was angry and wanted people to know. Yeah. And he wanted people to know all about his fucking drivel. That whole manifesto. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, the title was Papyrus, but that was just for the kind of gravitas because it gestures towards like a lineage. Exactly. Some sort of ancient uh, uh, power behind your words. Yeah. Um, And then he he signed off his name in uh, one of those weird kind of like Bookman old script or whatever they are. That was a good idea. Where it's like, where it's. You remember how everyone used to do that for if you wrote letters yeah. on the computer yeah. at primary school to show that it was a signature, yeah. you just write it in a slightly what, fancier font. That's what signatures are. What about this idea? I've just had. yeah, as an you could do an art installation about typefaces and fonts. Now I know that bit sounds boring, but stick with me. What we do is we I'm, I'm with we you take already. some of the like objectively most horrible texts ever written. So it's going to be things like that man's letters to Bjork when he wanted to like blow her up with a letter bomb. And also, oh, yeah, that, um, what's his name? Something, someone, is it someone fish, the American serial killer? Yep, sure. The one who like, who like captured and tortured and killed and ate children and then wrote letters to their mum saying they'd done so that. You take him he's like they're they're pretty horrid you could even take it'd be good to have like like gary was talking about all the below the line comments that he gets that are just pure racist filth yeah things like that and then and put them in wingdings you say well no because wingdings as we all know is one of the great errors of humanity (laughs) on a font that makes writing no longer writing I just I don't understand it at all. <laughs> Do you remember that conspiracy about how um you could you know nine eleven? Do you remember nine eleven? You're probably a bit young. It was two thousand one. Yeah, no, no. I, I remember. Yeah, so yeah. it was a great big news story. And um you may have thought something about planes. Yeah, I don't want to break this to you now, but you probably thought that was terrorists that did it, didn't you? Until today. Uh Bin yeah, Laden. well yeah, that's the narrative that I've right, read. Now, yeah. But Riddle me this, okay? In Wingdings, possibly Webdings, possibly Webdings too. If you were to go in and you were going to type nine eleven, maybe you know you were sending a letter to someone using the Webdings font, just for presumably your own twisted and fundamentally incorrect sense of fun. And you wrote, you came to the phrase, "Oh, awful about nine eleven, isn't it?" You'd write awful about. You'd write, "Isn't it?" That would all be normal. But 9-11 becomes two towers and a skull and crossbones. So if that doesn't prove to you no. that it was an inside job, like, I, I don't know what else. Bill Gates did 9-11. That's what I'm telling you. And I have been, I've been shouting. Bloody hell. It's mental. Have we just broken this well, story? I mean, the thing about it is pe- people, it's out there, this information. But you know what sheep are like these days? They're blind to the truth. They're blind to the fat oh, earth. They'll blind believe to the web. anything the MSM oh, tells it's them. It's sickening. It's honestly gross. But here's my idea. We take all those horrid texts, frame them, but they're all written in like the most 
incongruous fonts. So like imagine the Unabomber manifesto, just a mixture of like comic stands and word art. And the idea would be yeah. not to make light of how dreadful and, you know, mentally ill most of these people are. But but to show how preposterous comic stands these thoughts and texts and people. Yeah, but are. also to show oh, yeah. how, you know, visual context is everything. Like you can control his responses yeah. to ideas just by how they look. We, yeah, we could do the opposite as well. Like you could write the cat in the hat in oh, Chiller. No, stop. We're going to be creepy as generation. Because you know Chiller's one of the scariest. The cat is people. coming to eat you. <laughs> you know, Chiller. it's the spookiest yeah, font you know, going. Got, it looks like it's bleeding, and you can't. Oh, Doctor Doctor Seuss explicitly forbade yeah, that's, that. That was actually the only thing he wrote in his will. It was just a one-page post-it interestingly in chiller <laughs> i suppose to demonstrate to all present at the reading of the will yeah. like the effects that it could have because they would have been spooked to fuck and yeah you just said yeah and point. against all expectation it didn't even <sighs> rhyme that's the weirdest part of all just to really make the point what about that dr seuss poorly while <sighs> god isn't it let's gloss over it and pretend it never happened what were you gonna i was gonna say that um uh talking about dr seuss's note not oh. rhyming the, the note that we invented. Oh, oh right. Um, I've become confused. <laughs> just so we're clear. Um, is that um, it? Just reminded me of one of the one of the real bullshits of of tutoring, especially English, is about how you can make the exact same point about completely opposite techniques. That I I know that I've told people to say. You know, this point, like he he uses rhyme here. Because it really emphasizes um, the the kind of the, and stresses the words at the end of the line here and and, and shows us kind of some of the thematic choices, um, but then also I know that I've said here he deliberately doesn't <coughs> rhyme because it makes that stand out and really draw stresses that word. <laughs> so you could just say the same thing yeah. for anything. It just does not matter. So a degree for you. God, it's a great big bullshit. We should have told yeah. Gary that hey, yesterday. Gary, I think you'd have liked that. Oh, we should talk about the questions as well. So as we've set up, like we're going to skip yeah. through. We're not going to just recount three hours of pure Gary Young gold because the man's a genius and he's an exceptional writer. And even though, as we've said, I firmly believe no one in the whole history of humanity can impart any lesson that will make you a good writer. You just have to kind of do it and work it out for yourself. The stuff he was talking about was interesting and it it was interesting to me to see how it related to other advice like from the script notes podcast and from Stephen King's book and things. And it's all basically saying the same yeah. thing, isn't it? Um so that was all good. But then one inauspicious feature of the itinerary was section four, which as we were sitting there became an elongated section because he was like, Oh yeah, I want to get to to this because give you guys plenty of time. You've heard me talk for long enough. Let's get to the Q&A. Now, Q&A, as we discussed when we met uh, Tommy Wiseau, Tommy Wiseau is usually a great big car crash for exactly the opposite reasons that that one was a car crash in its own way. It was kind of a reverse car crash, which is where a car's reversing into another one, in case that was unclear. Because Tommy handled it with aplomb by just shutting down every question saying, no, no one cares about that, man. Sit down. You're here to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then cackling away. Q and A is usually, and especially in this kind of, uh, 
pretentious audience of people who, you know, by being there, they think they've got something to say. And maybe they all do. And maybe everyone does. But the kind of person who goes to a writing seminar, that's no, included no, they, no, like they the didn't. sound of their own voice, uh, even if they haven't found it quite yet. So I was worried. I was worried that it would be the kind of question that is a minute and a half long, goes nowhere, but touches on all the different, uh, you know, I, I wrote once in the, uh, the, the Wigan Herald, an article that was, yeah, it was very well received, albeit not, not got me anywhere just yet. Not, 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 not widely. Yeah, the readership, you know, print media these days. It's, it's not. Uh, Gary, you'll appreciate this. It's not like it used to be. It's a dying me, form. It's a dying you, the people form. of Wigan. I mean, I've lived there all my life, born and raised. You can't tell from the accent, but don't worry about that. They're not. You know, they they don't read like <laughs> they used to, Gary. And and anyway, um, what's your favourite letter of the alphabet? Things like that that just ramble on. <laughs> and leave. I find them much more awkward than everyone else in the room seems to, because they're just like I'm. I'm embarrassed for the person asking the question, and I'm embarrassed on behalf of the person who has to answer it. The whole thing is just really cringe. Oh, definitely. And uh, they weren't quite as bad as I thought, but there was some gold within within the question section. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they the questions yesterday fell into a few kind of broad categories. Um, question number one, of which I think uh, there was the most abundance, was things that had already been answered if you'd listened or, to the talk. there's a little addendum, <laughs> and, things that were answered in the very title of the talk. Yeah. I, I mean, some, one woman asked, you know, how do you uh, reconcile your voice with the voices of other writers who have influenced you like how do you so reconcile, reconcile and just create the one voice should be legally i know and and all i was sat there thinking was that was the entirety of sections <laughs> one and two <laughs> like he spent he spent a good hour and 10 minutes talking about this yeah. already like why what why like this <clears throat> it's the thing that like people she probably wrote that yeah. question down when he first said about incorporating other voices and then didn't listen for the rest of the talk because she was focusing on answering that question, so asking sure that question. Sorry, be like, um, someone's going to stand up and clap and be like, "You're the voice of the people." And then, and then someone was like, <clears throat> "You know, um, how do you like? How, do you think um, that you see yourself as a black writer, or do you um, not uh, want to be pigeonholed like that? Do you think that you're just a writer who happens to be black?" And you're like, "Again, yeah. that was the whole first I section." Mean, he did a whole like hour well. on this. Like that was, like yeah, no, it wasn't subtext. He's not one to mince no. words, is he? It, so like those people, like can absolutely all fuck off into yeah. the sea. Maybe those are the people who should um, the second. Note, but when I say notes, I mean verbatim everything that was <laughs> that on their own. Yeah, so they can reread. Then there was uh, people who were asking the wrong uh -huh. question or the wrong person to be asking that question. There was a, a, a an extraordinarily white guy at the front who was asking about was there a particular black moment in the eighties? Oh yeah, and he seemed to kind of and and be do we need and do part of it. and do we need like, one now? Yeah, because it what was it in Manchester or something like I didn't know the reference. Not being from the eighties, 
Stuart Hall and yeah, someone. It was, it was crazy, and it just felt like a real, like a black moment, which is not a phrase that, you know, it's not an offensive phrase, but it did make me recoil briefly to hear it coming from a white guy. Someone so very, very white. And you're like, why are you asking that? It, it, that's not and also not like why do you think why do you think there was one black guy knows the answer <laughs> if there is a black moment <laughs> yeah. he's not like an on he's he's like he's yeah. plugged in like, hang on black guys let Matrix. me just check black twitter uh yeah no there is a moment <laughs> yeah <laughs> thanks for checking on that Phil. hang on a minute yep no that 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 is a good question i'm just going to have let me to ask text. the black elders uh, i'm going to text lenny <laughs> henry council. and let me <laughs> misjudged um, but well-meaning so, but you know he's the kind of person who probably says that he yeah. has black friends yeah oh he does doesn't he definitely he probably uh he he did a he he definitely did a, a facebook status about going to this event afterwards in which he mentioned at least three times that gary young is black <laughs> just so that just and and he definitely lied about the racial demographic of the room which was inordinately white yeah. Um, and he, he, he definitely made it sound like a hugely multicultural event. It took place in Brixton Market and that it was like, there was, yeah, it wasn't really an invite thing. You just kind of rock up. It's, you know, yeah, I heard, I heard about it from, uh, from my friend who's, uh, well, he's Albanian, but via Uganda. <laughs> and he, yeah, like he hears about all these things. What a journey. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's quite a way, but it was worth yeah, it for the hell talk. of a layover. Um, and then there are people who just are um, what I'm going to call losers. <laughs> All right, Trump. Just people who... <sighs> there's no nice way to describe them or their questions, really. I suppose well-meaning is, is as close as I can get. Yeah, but doesn't quite people who... There's a hopelessness. No. That I, I yeah, it is aware. tragedy. But... But power, yeah, and it's good. Like we should encourage them to power through it. But I mean, we've got to talk about the guy, just not while I'm in front there. of me, who asked, yeah, a question that had no basis. Like when we were trying to analyze why he asked it, we just came to why he was even there in the first place. Because this man, yeah, he'd been writing away, like typing on a laptop, and it's just clicked for me that I noticed this as weird. This is like my usual suspects dropping the mug moment. I noticed that he was logging into his computer in a really weird way at the beginning of the talk and that I didn't recognize like the login screen. It wasn't Windows. It wasn't yeah, was it? No. So it was some kind of... Was it Linux? Yeah, it was some like custom Linux distribution. Yeah, I thought and that. And that should have set yeah. me up for knowing what he was going to ask when he put his hand up. He put his hand up quite yeah, boldly. And, yep. It wasn't like uh, retiring. It wasn't timid, no. no. He put it straight and he asked a question that applied, and he must have known this, to no one else, not only in the room, but in almost any room in any part of the world you could care to mention. His question was an awkward, rambling, kind of semi-meek offering about how you would write an article I guess the, the high level view of his question was about how do you meld different concepts together where one is interesting and the rest are necessary, but done. Well, 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 yeah, no, I think, I think that the, the root of the question was like, how do you, um, get people to understand 
the, as he said it, the nuts and bolts uh-huh. of something um, when they are really only interested in the overview, uh-huh. which like is a, is a decent enough question, but he, that's not that's what he asked. <laughs> that's, that's what I have asked. Because what he asked? Um, he asked, he said, um, uh, nuts and bolts question, really. Um, let's say if you're uh, like, okay, I, I, this is what I don't like is that I know that he spent the whole thing working on this false pretense of like coming up with something. I was on the just thinking when really well about the phrase like opening yeah. with nuts and bolts question, really, comma is so rehearsed. You like when you hear that people yeah, have been but, like practicing their question in their head, it makes me cry a bit. Yeah, but but then what's what's even more like definitely artificial was his um uh let's say you're oh, I don't um, know. Uh, like hmm. I, I, I i'm an it consultant so uh, let's say i uh, you know someone's got the kernel the email the pop filters <laughs> or, <laughs> and just uh, and then and uh, like gary was looking at him like with such blank despair <laughs> <laughs> because there was no there was still no There's clue no you're talking for about 30 seconds there was no clue where the question was going. There was there was just jargon, and Gary was like, "Sorry, what?" Like trying to ask him to repeat yeah. it, and this guy was like, "Nerd speak, like like yeah. don't worry." He actually said geek, but then talk, went on to say it again. Oh yeah, geek, geek talk. talk sorry, it's like, like a podcast oh. that he runs. I think that he's yeah. trying to subtly hit that we should do. Yeah, but yeah, he. <laughs> I, but but as, it's this like horrid, this horrid mix of like he's being self uh defeating yeah. like or self-deprecating but in a way that like i actually think that he like he looks down on us for not knowing yeah. what that is it's, like, oh, it's, it's, it's geek talk geek so like, you know, uh, yeah don't the, worry but basically and you got a patch and there's been an exploit <laughs> like an uh you know there's an sql breach we call it sequel in the beers gary don't worry about that no. yeah and then basically uh, um you've got to write a whole piece about it so his question was essentially like about one thing. It was about one thing he's got to write. And it couldn't be less universal if he tried. It couldn't be less universal. Like, no. um, Gary, yeah, nuts and bolts question. Um, imagine you're an IT professional. What number am I thinking of? And then just sat there, <laughs> shouts different digit combinations, hoping the yeah. world will suck this man into its hollow, fetid core. But it, but it did, um, it did uh, instigate possibly my favourite moment of the whole talk, which was he was he did all this jargon about you know oh you got this kernel and it's not patched through properly and you know all all this and he's like and you know you want to explain that but all people want to hear is you know the bank details have yeah. been lost you know so how how do you do that and and Gary like looked at me he was like well you had me at bank yeah, which details, is a great which story. I liked because it proved the guy's yeah. point <laughs> it proved the guy's point. But then went on to say, because I have a bank, I have details, <laughs> <laughs> which is just the most phenomenal, like, breaking down. It felt like he was taking the piss out of unit ideas that yeah. we've spoken about before. <laughs> like, well, how do we break bank details down into, into smaller things people can understand? <laughs> bank <laughs> and detail. There we go. That's done. That's a postgraduate degree you've got there. Yeah. There were some but, other... like, as we said earlier, like, he he gary did manage he managed to like turn that whole thing into a big inspirational yeah, yeah. like moment of, really the, of the talk which I, i'd have 
just ask for the man to be removed. I would not even <laughs> ask. I would have just, I would have known that my security guard was on point enough. If I just stopped for a moment, the man would be handcuffed to the radiator. It'd be I'm great. Like, <laughs> It'd be great if you don't, you don't even have to like stop for a moment. It's just people ask their question. And if you answer it, they're fine. Mm-hmm. But if you just turn to ask, ask for another question, no. they know that someone's going to like drag them out. <laughs> Their chair just collapsed. There were, yeah, as you were going on to say, there were some other phenomenal uh, moments from the crowd. There was the man who sneezed and then blessed himself. That was weird. <laughs> and he was an old, like, not older than ancient, but my point is he was an adult. No. Like he was a fully fledged, like card holding adult. And he was sat on the aisle and he just went, bless me. I was like, you, you can't do that. No one does that. No, it's that's so weird. not a thing. How is how have you got this far in life without anyone telling you it's unacceptable in the room where Just punching you in the face? Very strange. So that was odd. There was a Scottish woman who had a great sense of scale. <laughs> she was asking, I can't remember what her question was about. Was it about like changing political discourse or something? No. So it was about someone had asked about um publishing and like you know as a black writer how do you like avoid this sort of any kind of racist gatekeepers and whatnot and one of gary's points was that you know all you need to publish these days is wi-fi like if you've got wi-fi you can publish yeah. you know that's that's the case and then uh this scottish woman at the front referencing i think again because it's where her question had come from the very beginning of the the talk where he um Gary had brought up some of Orwell's uh, writing about the four reasons, four main reasons people write. And hers were, she was going for options one and three, which was uh, ego and uh, politics. And she was like, so if you have decided, uh, like, to, to write, uh, you know, for my, for my ego uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and, you know, because I want, I want to change the political discourse. You're like, well, okay, bold again. Um, she was like, you know, you said that, you know, you need, uh, you only need Wi-Fi to publish, but it's massive. <laughs> Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi is so huge. That, like, it's the biggest thing you can't in even, the world. It, it was quite interesting because, I mean, she's not wrong in a sense. Just that I've never heard anyone. I guess she's the greatest writer of all because she's made me think completely differently about something as banal as the size of Wi-Fi. What? How big is Wi-Fi? But then there was another person who was interested in... in, <laughs> in, a kind of, in a kind of, um, this one was my favourite. Yeah, it was just such a lovely yeah. delivery in a question that was... It was kind of... It had the air of someone who's... You're going to have to cheer up at the end of the question. Be like, come on, you can do it. It's all right. We're all in this together. Yeah, and, and someone who, who had been thinking about rehearsing this question yeah. then tried to do a little bit off the cuff and and absolutely got totally yeah, lost found themselves and had no scrambling back up the hill to rehearse it. They they were they were clutching at literally any voice in the room <laughs> um, in order to have some words because they it started off uh, you know another person who liked the word reconcile right. talk about you know reconciling all these voices that you've um, that you've heard and and how you're trying to incorporate those into one singular voice that is uh, is is your own and and I. I was just, uh, I was, I was wondering how you, um, bring together all, all of your ex- 
you know all of your experiences and all the all of the people that you that you've met and the voices you've heard you know in in the the big world (laughs) (laughs) if that were the first book the big world (laughs) the big world is everywhere the big world it's it's the it's the big world trilogy the big world the bigger world the biggest (laughs) world (laughs) biggest world too bigger than ever (laughs) biggest world three this time it's big too big to fail (laughs) that's just such a sweet like naive turn of phrase oh dear it was just in in the the big, I, I, I think she probably was going to say the big wide world, which just is a phrase, it. but then bottled wide. on whole, <laughs> big on wide, yeah. And <laughs> just that was it. <laughs> the big oh, world. God. I mean, the big, I what, the big world. It is incredible when people do that. I do like that, <sighs> much as I also find it a cause of great despair. There is invariably gold in Q&As. There's something about that social dynamic of like, you have to be confident. But it never shows. Like the confidence that they have is a confidence of potential. It's like, yeah, I'll ask a question. And then as soon as the spotlight is on the person, almost universally, they just crumble into a yeah, quivering, exactly. language lacking ball of just nervous energy that spews out the first thing that they're short, short Which is probably geek talk. Can. Yeah, well, it's nuts and bolts kind of geek talk thing. But you've got a popcorn kernel. It was all. <laughs> Very good. Very good indeed. And we'd recommend Gary to anyone who cares to read. If you've not read No Place Like Home, which is his book of tracing this journey of the freedom riders through the American South, whilst also coming to terms with the differences between black British and black American identity, where he found out one of the observations that stuck with me, I read it years ago. One of the things that stuck with me was how, uh, let's not beat around the bush, racist people. <laughs> in the South of America would initially treat him with a kind of hostility and pigeonhole him as one thing. But then when he opened his mouth and had, he's very well-spoken, obviously had this very well-spoken British accent. They just didn't know what to do with him. They're like, they're, they're just two different ideas that collided into something that meant that he gets these incredible, like truthful, horrid quotes out of people who might otherwise have their guard up because they're just trying to work out what Gary yeah. <laughs> Young is as a concept. Yeah. It's, it, it is great. Like uh, all of the, the best kind of um, documentarians or journalists seem to have that kind of weapon in their arsenal that yeah. isn't even necessarily something that they've developed. Like sometimes it, like with Gary, it's just, that's just who he is. Who he is, is his best weapon. If you fancy a big cry, then Great another day in the death of America. <laughs> Is uh, is a phenomenal piece of writing. And just a phenomenal I was, concept. I was going to um, ask one of the questions that I was going to ask him that got answered during the talk and during a, an answer to a different question was when that person asked about the the kernel in the big the, world. Yeah, uh, yeah, and how it relates to the massive Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it was was about his kind of like honesty in that book because there there is so much in there about him like like type people he failed to interview people who hated him people who like wouldn't speak to him or people who did and then uh, like demanded not to be in the book and whatnot and it's like it's it's very refreshing to read that because otherwise like normally when you read something like this you'd think that it had been successes all the way 
but like yeah. it just shows what a difficult kind of book to write it was. It was really good. We were going to do some email, but I yeah. have arrived at my destination and it's time for me to start my lesson. So it might save shame mail. Do you call that hashtag type to cheat? Uh, I never do because I've never oh. had a desire to be arrested under the Sex Offenders Act. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I steer Fair. clear of that catchphrase, which I... Please, can you, just for the show, just for the benefit no. of the show, when you no. go into the room today, <laughs> when, the, when the, your subject walks in, you clap your hands and go, right, time to shoot, and then sit down and get normal. <laughs> Go on, it do it and record it. Like I'm no, no, because no, because they're <laughs> home alone. That's an oh, actual no. assault. Yeah, yeah, that is that is putting yeah. fear into them. Okay, well, um, uh, let's wrap up. Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, sorry for uh, for there being no Sunday episode, and sorry that this episode uh, is almost inevitably going to be something of a technological travesty. Um, but back we'll to see. normal. For uh-huh. Sunday's episode, sure we vow, we promise. Yes, thanks for bearing with us. We're on Twitter at that's a shamecast at cynical Deckner, Isaac BD. Emails to tass at shame.city. Check out shame.city as well. Patreon.com slash shamecity is our Patreon. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's all. Reviews on iTunes. Uh, bomb of course, as well. Until next time, I've been Isaac. You've been. I've been Declan. Live from the road, and we'll see you very, very very soon. Bye, guys. Look for the bare necessities, simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strides. I mean the bare necessities Oh, Mother Nature's recipes That bring the bare necessities of life Wherever I wander Wherever I roam I couldn't be fonder Of my big home The bees are Some honey just for me The bare necessities of life Will come to you
necessities of life will come to you. Come to you.